Hello and welcome to The Shana Show. I'm your host, Shana Safi, a qualified nutritionist and holistic health coach. I'm on a mission to help you live a nourished life on every single level. When it comes to your health, your purpose, your growth and everything in between, this podcast is a tool to guide and inspire you towards becoming your happiest and healthiest self. So if you're hungry for growth, you are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is the lovely Andrea Venezuela, who is a accredited exercise scientist. She is an empowerment coach, she's a personal trainer, and she's also studying NLP at the moment. So she is a woman of many talents, and it is really her personal experiences that also make her shine and make her such a wealth of wisdom and knowledge that she's just able to really support people on their own journeys because of all that she's been through as well. So I'm super excited to have her here today. We're going to be talking all about empowerment through movement and anything else that comes up along the way. Thank you so much for being here, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And yes, I will sing a lot because I like when you sing and you hum, it raises your vibration. And that's what we're about in this, right? Especially in this podcast. It's a good time. It's a good time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And I love that you're bringing that energy to the podcast. We need more of this. So it's all welcome. It's a beautiful day in Melbourne. And let's face it, it does help. Like it we does. are so damn long. It makes sense why Melburnians are really like pissy. Like they're really angry and like agitated all the time. Like I don't blame you. There's no sun. How are we meant to like shine when there's no sun? It does help. So yeah. this is a good day for it. It's a good day for a podcast recording. <laughs> yeah. And look at that. The listeners have already got a really useful and tangible piece of information. They can just go and sing and just feel better and raise their vibration. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> like I remember I used to like, that was this thing that drew me to Disney movies. Yeah. Just like like that vibrato, what have you, but even just like the, the humming part, I was like, yeah. I do it at work now because I'm also a phlebotomist, which is a blood collector. Mm-hmm. And I know that every time I do like some humming or I sing a little bit, like little sting coming your way, like that's for the needle. Yeah, Kids love it. Adults love it. They're having a smile. And the amount of times I have people leave and they say, thank you. And I never say thank you after a blood test. You've been an absolute delight. It's amazing what just a little bit of singing does for your day. It's yeah. great. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah. more of that. <laughs> We're going to get more of that. The shift is happening. I can yeah. feel it. Like, yeah. depends on the circles that you're with, how you carry yourself, but there is a shift happening and I'm trusting it. Absolutely. Definitely trust it. It's, yeah. it's coming. Yeah, it is. And as you said, as the weather warms up here in Melbourne and Australia in general, it yeah. just, everyone's mood picks up as well. Yeah, it gets thanks. easier to sing and dance and do all the fun things that make us feel good. Exactly. It's a, yeah, yeah. Because let's face it, it's hard to have a boogie when it's winter and you're wearing a coat. Right? Yeah. It's really so constricting. It's constricting and knowing me because like I like I'm crazy cold, so I always carry like a bunch load of layers on. It's like not gonna take this off. You gotta take that off. You gotta pay for the coat check. And like I can't spend twenty bucks to hold my damn coat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love. I'm so glad for this beautiful day. I'm so yeah. glad for this beautiful day. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So let's dive into a little bit about what you do to help people feel empowered. Well, one, like the instinct that I like, the instinctive thing that I want to say is that like, literally just by having conversations with people, I find that they, and definitely not to toot my own horn, but I do think I do carry something special. And I recognize that every time I have a conversation with someone, whether it's like meant to go that way or not. Yeah it's always a joyous time. And I, there's something in the way that I speak. It's like, it's very empowering, but I will also call you out on your bullshit. 
Yeah. And the only reason I do that is because I know how important it was for me. Like people started slowly doing that. And I respect people when they do that. I respect when people put me in my place saying like, Andrea, that's not the right way to think. Right. Like, because like the way I would think about myself was always detrimental. It was always to the lowest form. I always thought I was so ugly. I always thought I was so stupid. Not like, I'm definitely not like, definitely not sexy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's not the right way to think. No, is it? And it's like, no, it isn't. Right. And I'm doing that to myself. Mm-hmm. Like people might've said it like once it's like, Oh, Andrea, like you're like, that's a bit like that. Like, Oh wait, what was that awful thing that that teacher said? Oh, Andrea, don't give me that stupid look. Aww. And I was like, I was just, I was just looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This is my face. Do I have a stupid look at my face? I was like, I'm really self-conscious of my face. Yeah, and wow. then I realized like it was just that particular teacher must have had a bad day and just they just said words and I was the one that was putting meaning behind it and I carried that with me because that happened in primary school that carried out with me throughout my high school years yeah. and then I realized from that it's like wow okay so that that was like the first thing that kicked into like kicked into my conscious was that I'm the one putting myself in a shit state mm-hmm. and because I've been able to recognize that how I listen to people's conversations now is actually very similar mm-hmm. a lot of and I don't mean that in like a horrible way because we can't help it like that's how we've been conditioned you know like to, to think that way I think it's in the nasty way to kind of like keep yourself humble with quotation marks mm. and then you just kind of get too far into it and it's like now I'm just putting myself into it like like constantly feeling depressed not that you are depressed but you're feeling depressed you're feeling really sad all the time mm-hmm. and I'm recognizing these conversations with people there's a there's that beautiful combination between like no you're not an idiot stop putting yourself there no one else is doing that you like you got to take responsibility and that and that's what I noticed with the conversations that I have that's only one aspect of it and the other aspect of it because I realize I do that while I'm actually doing a PT session with someone yeah amazing with me is like yes like PTs are fantastic but like they give you the exercises and then you're on your way I, I like to do the mindset behind the exercises as well. So yeah, yeah it's like we're, ha- like we're having a PT session, but then it usually tends to be like 30 minutes before afterwards and we just actually have a proper chat. And that's how I combine the two together. So I feel like that's what makes me a little bit different from other PTs. And that's why I've got these qualifications and why I keep going with it too. Yeah. It's yeah. That's how I see that. Yeah, super powerful stuff. And I think, like you said, it's so important to be able to call people out because you want better for them and because you know they deserve better and delivering it with love. It's a massive difference when you deliver it with love and in your beautiful nature as opposed to when you're just being rude or catty about it, like, and that's not in your nature. So, yeah, it's really powerful to be able to do that and it makes you a powerful leader um, and a great coach too because coaches aren't just here to be all sunshine and rainbows. We're here to support people and be like, all right, you're doing amazing. I'm here to encourage you. But if like they need to be called out, they need to be called out in the most loving way possible for their best interest, not just because we like messing things up and being like, what can can we pick on today? (laughs) And like, and that's like, I feel, I'm not, I'm not sure about you, but I know for me, like what, since I've started like owning my title, if you will, as an empowerment coach, people have instinctively said to me, like, oh, you're a life coach. And then I was like, I don't resonate with that. Yeah. particularly because I've had experiences with life coaches in the past and I can see why when people tell me that like oh I'm a life coach they get that face you know that kind of cringe face yeah. so I make sure to tell them like my job is not to fix you is not to tell you 
like how to live your life. Like you should be exercising this many times per week, do this, do that, eat this, what have you. Like, no, my job as an empowerment coach, what I feel anyway, is to remind people of their worth, remind people of their own power. I am here to support you. I'm here to like say like, hey, oh, like what's, what's an example? I've got an example here, but it's not coming to me straight away, which is unfortunate. That's fine. All I know is that every time when I do have a conversation with someone, they're feeling down in the dumps. It's like, hey, no, 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 no. You like, because I work particularly with women at the moment. Yep. So, right, so I'll be there like, oi, listen, listen to him for a minute. Because you're going to have to with my how I carry myself. You have to listen. You're <laughs> yeah. a goddess. The way that you think and the way that you feel and the way that you present yourself, there is nothing wrong with you. Yes. It's about like teaching them to be okay with it more than anything else. Yeah. Happened to me as well. Like once I start accepting that this is the way I look, this is the way I think, this is the way I speak. That's where the shift really changed as well. That yeah. was really once I started, once I started taking responsibility for for myself, right? Because yeah. no one else's it's no one else's job, right? Yeah. And then like. like how on earth does that work? It's like, I'm giving someone my power. People are giving someone their power, right? It's like that, like who the hell wants that? Like, I want to be in control of the way I think, how I feel, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important, such an important point. And like what you said about not changing people, this is something I completely agree with because so often even just scrolling social media and stuff, there's so many like, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, or this is the right way or like change this about yourself or do this to change your body, X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Um, that rhymes. <laughs> you love a good rhyme, don't we? I do. Yes, should have sang it. <laughs> but yeah, and then it's like, ultimately we don't need to change ourselves or other people. It's all about loving all parts of ourselves. Like you said, accepting all parts of ourselves and knowing that we're worthy exactly as we are. And as we do own those parts of ourselves, we become more confident, we feel better, we show up differently. And by just doing that, we change on an internal level in like a positive way. It's not actually like we're changing anything about ourselves. We're just changing the way we show up. And that shift is huge. I love that. I love that. It is changing the way that we show up. Yeah. Like this is the thing I get a lot as well. It's like, oh, you're like, you're promoting, you're promoting people to love themselves as they are, but you're also a PT. Like, yeah, I'm not telling you, (laughs) I'm not telling you that like, you're ugly if you will because like more often that's what I get like like oh you're a PT so you must think I'm fat and it's like oh that was really aggressive no that's not the case at all but let's face it like I'll just use me as the example I know for me for the longest time I will call myself fat I'll call myself um, but like let's I'm not I'm like I'm an average sized woman if you will right but I'm not fat and then I realized that I was confusing the term fat with lazy Mm-hmm. All right so that's what was happening for the longest time is like not that I was actually fat but I felt fat because I felt lazy yeah and that's why language is so important right that's what it I'm is and even yeah. on that note like it's so interesting because when people are labeled as fat it's like everybody has fat people have fat but we're not fat. It doesn't make us fat. There's so much more to us than just the fat on our bodies, which we need some fat for our hormones and like exactly. normal bodily functions. So it's like, exactly. Yeah. Like when you, and that's the thing, like with conversations, it's like, if you just like get someone one-on-one and you're able to have that, like that deep conversation, you can teach them. It's like yeah. fat is not something to be hated. You know what I mean? Like probably to maintain because if you get like excessively big and like and you get a lot of fatty deposits in your body that is unhealthy absolutely yeah fat like we hear it all the time with like the nuts that you eat like avocados and everything like that like yeah 
Like it's important for our metabolism. It is important for our homeostasis. Like we require fat. We require require carbs. That's the biggest one I get as well as a PT. Like, oh, like I don't eat carbs. It's like, why are you denying yourself joy? <laughs> it's about carbs. It's about like just the main maintenance of it, like the amounts that you accumulate. It's like, yeah. And I, I realize even saying this as well, like that's where like that quote comes in, where it's like self-discipline is freedom. Mm, yeah. and it comes to that with like everything that you do in life it's it is the foods that you eat it's how you move your body it's how you think yeah. right self-discipline in that and there is freedom that comes with it yeah. so yeah a lot of things a lot of things yeah i know it's so good um yeah. yeah and even like what you were saying about how people come to you being like oh you must think i'm fat or like placing those labels upon themselves True. it's also like it's not about having to change your body from a place of like, oh, I look a particular way. I need to change my body because I want to look a different way. It's more about, I want to move my body. I want to go see a personal trainer because I want to feel good. I want to be fit. I want to be strong. And like shifting that kind of like mindset and being like, rather than doing the exercise or eating healthy or any of the things to change the way you look or as a form of self-punishment, doing it as a way of loving yourself and loving your body and accepting your body and being like, I deserve to feel phenomenal. So of course I'm going to go work out and get those endorphins. (laughs) That's what it is. Oh my God, you beautiful woman. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh, because I know like I'll say from my experience, of course, because that's where you get like the best lessons from life, right? I feel yeah so it was like it's to touch on what you just said is that like I used to exercise from a place of Mm self-hate I used to exercise from a place of wanting to look like a certain person right like I know like you said like you see those like those like but that's like that's discipline you know what I mean like certain like fitness models if you will or like PTs that like do this like 24 7 like that wasn't just something they got in a day that was years of discipline right yeah. And then I recognized that like I was beating myself up over people who have been doing this for like 10 plus years. And I was like, I was cruel to my body. I really wasn't. I was cruel to myself. I would over-exercise. I wouldn't do any resistance training. Everything would be cardio-based. Mm-hmm. I would not eat properly. So, and then like, as we've spoken off the podcast, like I still have a bit of an eating disorder. I'm getting better at it. But like, I know like when I was in year eight, I used to have, like, I, I was not officially diagnosed, but it did feel like bulimia for me because every every time I would eat something, I would vomit. Every time. And I remember a girl hugged me once. She was like, oh, you're really thin and you're looking good. And I was like, wow. Like, like they're not even going to ask me why. Like, I, I've lost all this weight in like a matter of three months. Like, I, I lost a lot very quickly. Wow. And then thinking about that, I was like, I was punishing my body. I was punishing myself because I didn't like who I was. Mm. And then it was around this. And this, that was in high school. That was in year eight. That was for the life of me. I'm not bad. At, I'm, not, I'm bad at math right now. <laughs> I <can't remember. laughs> but I was young. I was young. And then it was in 2019. And I started doing, I started doing really vigorous exercising again. And I was recognizing my pattern. Yeah. And then lockdown ki- kicked in in Melbourne. Mm. We know how nasty that was yeah you know I was like oh no like I'm getting to a good place where I'm like I was exercising hard but I was really enjoying it I was enjoying like and then like that was the smallest thing for me but I noticed there was a shift and I was like wow I'm actually enjoying my exercises like I'm enjoying the fact that I'm moving my body and not obsessing with how I look right now and then circling back lockdown kicked in and then I was like oh no I can't go to the gym and use the equipment and all this kind of stuff yeah 
But then like during that lockdown period, I recognized that like, oh, wait, no, utilize everything that you're learning at uni, recognize like some of the exercise that, that you've got from the gym, bring it back here. And then that's where like the spirituality part kicked in for me. That's when I, because like I, I had seen a psychologist for seven years, but then lockdown happened. Everyone wanted to see her and she, she's phenomenal. I love her so much. She's invited to my wedding when I get married for sure. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I couldn't see her. I couldn't see her at all. So I started finding other venues, other people to speak to. And like, and I always get, very, and I was always very curious by this world of spirituality, whether it be like through spinal energetics, breath work, meditation, Reiki, you know, and then, yeah, and then it just like really solidified everything for me. Mm-hmm. It really, it really made a complete where it's like now, I'm, now I'm exercising and now I'm moving my body because I love myself. Yeah. All right. I was, I, I was able to get to that point where I love myself and I'm recognizing, like, I can go back to like past memories of like little Andrea, you know, mm-hmm. and give her a hug and say like, like, baby girl, like you're amazing the way that you are. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry the world has like made you think otherwise, but now like now bringing that forth like through inner child work and stuff and all those kind of practices, yeah. I was able to bring that forth into now. And now like that's why I want to really instill that in people. It's mm-hmm. not about how you look because you look phenomenal. You look fantastic. I promise you that we all got our little traits and our beauties and everything like that. Yeah. And it's about just like encompassing the two and recognizing that like you are gorgeous and you deserve to feel gorgeous. Yes. And, it, and yeah, it's a lot. It's a long thing I just said, but it is simple to the fact that it, that is exactly what it is. It's about like resetting your mind from all the conditioning that you had when you were young, yeah. making it fresh. And you, that's why it's kind of like being reborn again, you know, yeah. when you do this work, it's like, like, oh, wow, this is me. Like, like who the hell was that all these years? Like, this is me. This is me feeling amazing. And I want to be kind to myself. I want to, I want to treat myself right because like we treat other people well, like I carry a lot of love and I'm happy to admit that now I carry a lot of love for a lot of people. Why the hell was I not doing that for myself? Why did you didn't deserve it? I do deserve it. We all deserve it. We deserve to feel beautiful. Who the hell is to tell us otherwise? They're the nasty ones that are telling us to feel like crap. Who the hell (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so important. Yeah, I love that. That's massive stuff. And do you have any tips for people who are maybe in that place where they don't love themselves or they're not, they're wanting to change their body still from that place of wanting to punish themselves or self-hate? What's something that you would recommend to get them started on the track of showing up for themselves out of love? This is a topic I'm super passionate about, so I'm excited to hear your perspective as well. I'm going to be a bit of a smartest and say, well, contact me. But no, (laughs) (laughs) no, that is is the beauty of choice. If you want to contact me, you can. If not, all all I can say into the matter, like what really helped me was that really broaden your mind. And I know that sounds a bit blasé, if you will, but like that's what really happened for me is like once I got out of that mentality, that mentality of like Western medicine is everything mm-hmm. that like some, that again, like another shift happened, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm recognizing all these holistic approaches, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the kicker for me was actually surprisingly, and I never thought I'd say this, it was actually scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. I know that sounds really, like, for me, actually sounds a little bit pe- peculiar, but it is what mm-hmm. happened. It's like, I'm like, I started noticing all the people that I was following on Instagram. And then I just finally admitted to myself, like, I feel shit when I look at this person. I don't feel great when I see this person on my feed. 
unfollow, unfollow. Then I started recognizing the people that I do like to see, went into their accounts, recognize who they followed. And then you just kind of jumped from there. Cause like, it's, let's face it. You can do endless scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or whatever venue that you choose. Right. But please try to recognize what you are absorbing because yeah. it doesn't affect you. Right. You think it doesn't, but it actually does. Right. And I, and I have even made a comparison with like, like I see how my Facebook looks very different to my boyfriend's. I was like, Oh, like this is why we think so different every now and then. <laughs> it's the simplest thing to just like really be mindful of what you are absorbing. Mm. Every little thing does count. Yeah. That you absorb the food that you intake, the movements that you are do or not doing. Yeah. It affects you. Right. That's like the first thing that comes to my head yeah i know for me as well the other really big thing that helped me but i think that also the the technique that i've used i think it also depends on how you are like energetically if you will (laughs) so like for me some people may not understand this but i'm happy to teach so like we all carry masculine and feminine energy right and people get this like idea that it's like oh like i'm female i'm feminine that's your energy it's like no, that's actually not as simple as that. For me, myself, I carry a lot of masculine energy, right? Yep. For the longest time, it was out of a place of um, like trauma, if you want survival, but I've been able to shift my mindset to that and really u- utilize it to my day to day. So with my masculine, I like to have it organized, kind of structured, more logical, if you will. Yep. So for me to help me recognize my crappy patterns of like hating myself as I was exercising, I started to write. I'm, I'm a big advocate for writing yeah. and like, and it's not going to be like that thing was like, dear diary is like, I did that once. It made me laugh. Every time <laughs> I go to journal now it's literally word for word, what I'm saying in my head. Yeah. I feel like, that, like it can get really emotional, but then it's like, but then I get really logical. So really what you realize is that like, while you're, while you're journaling, continue with it I promise it is one of the best things you will do for your mind I I whole I wholly believe in it yeah. you'll recognize that as you're writing you're actually coaching yourself yeah. you actually do oh. that like you're letting your feelings out and now we're doing strategies like okay you just reread what you just what you just wrote it's like whoa that's not you why are you being so hard to yourself and that kind of stuff yeah right? it's a lot of self-talk it's a yeah. lot of self I've noticed over the years yeah. yeah, that was for me though. That was for me, like how I got how I kickstarted all of this. It was a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And it's it's not easy. It's not easy doing a self-reflection. I think for me it, it sounds easy because I've been doing this since I was eleven. Wow. Like, like like this kind of work, like trying to figure myself out. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. That's what happened for me. Yeah. It sounds really simple. And I know it's I know it's not. It's yeah, not- powerful stuff. Journaling's a massive, like, it's such an incredible tool. And I think it's often underestimated. Very much so. Um, yeah. But when we do sort of give ourselves that time to sit with what's coming up and write it down and get it out of our head and sort of mm. think about it and reflect on it and be able to reframe it and be able to process the emotions as they come up too, which is something that as a society we're not very good at and we're not really taught to do, but just giving ourselves the space to be like, I'm feeling sad right now. What's that about? I'm feeling angry right now. What's that about? And just like exploring that and being like, these emotions are just messages. What do they have to tell us? Yes. And I'm, I fully, sorry. I fully believe in that too. Every like people are always so afraid, like, Oh, I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel sad, but each like what you just said each emotion carries a message it does carry a lesson it's yeah. just about 
listening into it and let like actually feeling into it because there's yeah. nothing wrong with feeling angry. There's yeah. nothing wrong with feeling sad. There's nothing wrong with feeling jealousy. Like I think it's just about admitting it. Yeah. Well, so it's always the first step. It's just admitting it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. That drops some of the charge. Because often yeah. we're feeling like ashamed that we're feeling that way and shame heals in the light. So if we're able to give it a voice and just kind of vocalize it, we can let go of it quicker rather than carrying it around inside and suppressing it for years. Um, yeah. We can just well, kind of be yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> we do that, don't we? Yeah. And, I, and I feel like actually to touch on that as well, if you will, like the reason why I really love journaling is well because I was a very anxious kid. Yeah. And I apparently like I had high functioning depression as well. So when I said I had depression, people never believe me. Mm. You do you boo. See you later. You don't believe me. That's fine. But I had, I had high functioning depression. It was very scary at that point in my life. Mm. But I remember like when I started writing, I was like, wow, everything really is worse in your head than what it actually is. Yeah. Cause then like what you realize that like, once you start writing, like you're getting all your thoughts out through, through onto the paper. And then it really, it actually does make it a lot clearer. Because yeah. like if you're constantly stuck in your head and you get other external factors coming in, it's like, oh, I'm thinking about this. Oh, now I'm thinking about that. And you're piling on. Yeah. No wonder, like more often than not, like we have an anxious society because we've got so much thoughts in our head and it's so exhausting and so debilitating. Yeah. All I say is that like, it is amazing what writing your thoughts out can do for you. Yeah. Simplest thing, right? And it's also good practice because I know for me, I don't have the best handwriting, but the more that I'm doing it, now it's actually quite nice. Oh, awesome. <laughs> again and because I love calligraphy as well beautiful yeah I was gonna say I'm gonna talk about that but in another time but I love calligraphy it's a beautiful way to practice it so yeah Yeah. and it's really mindful it's a really mindful practice and it's a beautiful opportunity for you to be honest and to be authentic yeah the other things that I've written in my journal is like that was good therapy just in in itself that was good therapy seriously (laughs) yeah I actually want to share a story about I used to like put off journaling because of a similar reason because of my handwriting I was like oh no I don't want to ruin this pretty journal with this writing or like with like my feelings or with whatever's going on in my head or whatever it was I just made these excuses and had this resistance around it and looking back at that I could see that was just that resistance of like not wanting to deal with the stuff not wanting to feel the stuff Um, but yeah it's funny how we kind of like worry about things like that when ultimately at the end of the day our handwriting does not matter if that's like a therapy for us if that's helping us process like amazing if it gets better over time but now I'm just kind of like if I am in an emotional process and I'm like just need to write down I don't even care how messy I am I don't care if I can't go back and read it I'm just like this is helping me in this moment and that's what's so important Um, so yeah not feeling the need to do it perfectly or do it right because there is no wrong or right when it comes to journaling either and that was something I would be in my head about being like how do I journal what do I write like is this going to be weird is it going to be like a dear diary kind of situation similar to what you were saying nothing wrong with that like to each their own if you want to write dear diary by all means but let's face it it doesn't resonate with everyone and it's great that we know that right for me I very much just get into it like I'm talking to myself and I like myself right for me it's kind of fiery and I like it I like being fiery so yeah and I love and I love that you recognize that those were excuses. Yeah. It was like I just my ego right. coming in with that resistance being like, oh, no, we're not ready to change. And it's like, no, no, silence oh. down, please. <laughs> All the things like you're like, your ego can be great. Like I know a lot of people tend to hate hate on the ego and stuff like that, but it is a teacher. It's like yeah. it's to protect you. Absolutely. And it's about recognizing that, that like you need to form a relationship with your ego, not completely get rid of it. Yeah. Right? 
So, yeah. I and completely I- agree with that. And it comes back to that self-love and loving all parts of us, doesn't it? Rather than being like, oh, this is a part of me that I have to change or this is a part of me that's wrong. It's like, it's trying to keep us safe. Yeah, and yeah, like all we can do is just work with it and be like, okay, I understand you're trying to keep me safe, but what if we give this a try? What if we just see what happens? What if we like, and just working with it and like, yeah, yeah. it gets yeah. easier with time. There is that shift that happens as well. Cause I noticed that like, even while you were speaking, it's like, like there, there comes a point in our time, especially when we're young yeah. and like, we need to listen to someone. So we listen to our ego. Yeah. As you continue with this work, like this, like this healing journey, if you will, which whichever way you want to dabble into that, you recognize that like your ego is not like in charge of you anymore with quotation marks. Yeah. And, like as you're doing this healing journey, you recognize that, oh, wow, I'm actually trusting myself. Yeah. Like, and you don't realize that it's like you thought you trust yourself I was like oh wow as I'm saying this now it's like I didn't I just realized I didn't trust myself for the longest time yeah Can't to get everyone my power and blame everyone for the shit that was happening in my life yeah because now I'm trusting myself and because I'm trusting myself more I'm able to hold that responsibility it's like in the nicest way you know like Andrew you've done this to yourself you know what I mean like I can't even be mad because that's true <laughs> like <laughs> myself but it's great because I'm not hating myself for it anymore yeah I hate myself for making a mistake yeah it's a mistake right mm-hmm. like you're not going to kid them a child for making a mistake and if you did like you're not the best person to be out there <laughs> right so like to be hating on a child because they did something silly you yeah. know yeah I find that yeah I think that's why inner child work is very important to me yeah and the whole thing around mistakes I just love looking at them as lessons now like I used to be the same as be like oh can't make a mistake or like had a lot of like wounding and stuff around making mistakes and now like having that reframe of being like it's not a mistake it's a lesson it's a redirection it's like whatever it may be it's just something that I needed to learn so the next time I try it I can do it a different way and it'll be better or whatever so yeah, exactly. there's lessons in everything. But it's also important, I think, with a lot of personal development, we do kind of sometimes bypass and we think, oh, what's the silver lining? And we go straight for like the reframe. We're like, how is this a positive thing in our life? Exactly. Um, and it's important to acknowledge the emotion that does come up when we do make a mistake or when we fail or whatever these like quote unquote, I'm putting them in quotation marks because like they're never less, they're never failures or mistakes. They're always lessons. Um, but honoring whatever's coming up for us, honoring the feelings and then moving on to the reframe and being like, all right, how did this happen for me? What did I learn from this? What do I get out of this? Um, yeah. <laughs> As well, it's kind of like when, look, I didn't have like a horrible childhood, but like, you know, things could have been better. And I used to be that way as well, like the silver lining. It's like, no, again, admit it. Just admit that it was a shit situation. You're upset that it happened. You're allowed to feel upset about that. Yeah. recognize acknowledge it sit with it <sighs> okay it's okay that I'm feeling upset about the situation right yeah. and then reframing it just like what you said right because you, yeah, you can't just jump into it because then you're, yeah. gonna, you're not going to feel complete because you're going to keep going back yeah like, you fix it the first time yeah. you fix it the first time, right yeah. it's like why doesn't feel complete when you find the silver lining and you feel kind of foolish yeah I used to be like that as well like you used to always find the silver lining like I'm tired of finding the silver lining <laughs> want to be angry and then I started feeling angry yeah and it felt better I felt better that I finally allowed myself to be angry by the yeah. that happened to me when I was young 
Yeah. Right? Also, we're allowed to feel, people. We're allowed to feel. Yeah. Right. The full spectrum, not just the ones that are perceived Ooh. to be positive, the full spectrum. Because if without those ones that are quote unquote negative, yeah. then we wouldn't know what the positive is. Like we wouldn't have the opposites to be able to experience the full joy if we didn't have the sadness and the other things. So yeah, just like honoring what does come up when it comes up and knowing that by feeling one, we're able to just feel the opposite to an even like more extreme degree. I was going to say, yeah, like to a greater extent, like, oh, like, oh, this is what like goodness feels, you know, like yeah. this is what satisfied is, you know, like yes. now it hits you differently. It hits yeah. you differently every time. I love it. Yeah. I'm proud that there's like more conversations around that too. Yeah. Like, I think like, of course, we're still fine tweaking it. And like, we have to, cause like we weren't taught how to feel. Like for me, I wasn't taught how to feel my feelings when yeah, I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause like, and I don't blame my parents cause they weren't taught that either. Where are we going to learn it? Right. Yeah. And I like that there is that shift happening where people are more open to talk about their feelings, about the mental crap going on in their head. Right. But we're still fine tweaking it because I feel like what's happening is that people are doing a lot of talking and not enough action. Yeah. Or f- enough feeling. Like we talk about it, we intellectualize it, but we're not like actually being like, but what's the feeling behind this story? And allowing ourselves to feel. Story, exactly. Not too excited there, bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting stuff. I don't blame you. I'm excited about this too. Cause it's, yeah, it's really revolutionary stuff. Like when we go into this, when we are able to do this kind of inner work, that's when we see the real transformations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's hard like to, I don't know about you, but it's kind of hard to explain that to people because they always want something tangible. Yeah. They want something to hold on to like that's like when it comes to inner work, like it, it's not tangible. Like you're not going to be able to physically hold it, but damn, are you going to feel it? Yeah. You're gonna feel it if you're consistent with it and you find like it, like it does help to find the right circles as well. Like you could be a women's circle, men's circle, like an Instagram, whatever have you, but like when you find the right community and you're able to persist with it together, yeah, you feel the change. Like you actually feel warm in your body. Like you, mm. like something happens like physiologically, mentally, spiritually, once you start really taking care of yourself. Because yeah. people, it's not, it's not selfish to say that you love yourself and you're like holding your boundaries. It's not selfish. That is self-love, Yeah. right? There's a difference. And you know the difference. Like I can think of times when I was properly selfish because I was doing something from like a, it was from a nasty point of view, right? And it was very, like, it was very bratty, the stuff I used to do, right? But now I'm able to uphold my boundaries and recognize like, no, like I'm more than, I love, I respect people so much when they uphold their boundaries because I do it as well. It's like, yes, congratulations. You told me no, because you seriously just want a night in. Yeah. You go enjoy your night. We'll see each other next month or whatever, right? Yeah. It's so just good. love. It's so beautiful when you're able to do that for yourself. Because yeah. no one can do it for you. Why shouldn't you do it for yourself? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that because it's like no one is going to do it for you. No one's coming to save you. Like we need to take that self-responsibility and be like, all right, if I want things to be different and if I mm-hmm. want to feel worthy, deserving, all those things, I just have to start acting like it. Exactly. And it's just yeah. like it's a way to take charge of your life. Yeah. You know? And then who doesn't want to take, like, I'm like, of course I understand like divine timing and all that, but if you can care, if you can help yourself along the way, why wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. But then you're putting like power to divine timing. It's like, no, nah, but if you can control something now, do it. Yeah. One is your mindset. It is yeah. your mindset and you can, you can switch it if you want to. Yeah. Surround yourself with the right people. Get yourself a coach if you yeah. can, 
right? It's it's so worth it. Oh, speaking from experience, so worth it. I never thought I'd be at this point in my life speaking on a podcast with you, beautiful Shana. Oh my god, right? Um, but yeah, I'm here. And I just I hope and I hope people recognize that when they see our stuff on Instagram or they have conversations with us, it's like it is inspirational, right? And I think people think like, oh, like to be inspiring, you have to be like up in the top of your game. Most of it is like people with a lot of money or a lot of exposure, but like I get inspired by people every day. Yeah. It's like people should be inspired by us because we were at a low point in our lives and now here we are giving it a go, right? Yeah. It, so can you guys? Yeah, like anyone can. Yeah, Absolutely. there's nothing stopping us, right? Yeah. You see, like, life's too long, life's too short. Point is, you have life. Yeah. Now, this is the moment. Yeah. If you want to sit up a little bit and have some fun, by all means, go do it. Yeah. Right? Let's have some fun today. Let's have an adventure. Yeah. Right? You really can. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I also want to add to the inspiration piece saying something I personally find so inspiring is just seeing people being their authentic selves. Like, and that's something that I think is so beautiful about you. You're so authentic and you're so you that it's just like, you're magnetic, you're radiant. Like, it's just so beautiful that you like, yeah, the way you show up and the way you're just like, yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm a hype girl. Yeah. I'm an empowerment coach. And like, just the way you back yourself and you trust yourself, like we were just talking about that in itself is so inspiring. And it's almost like a permission giver to others as well. So when they see you or they see anyone showing up in their authenticity, it's like, oh, cool. I can do that too. I can be authentic. I can just show up as me and people are going to love me for me. And some people won't. And that's okay too, because they're not our people. (laughs) We're not our people. Not everyone has to be your people. And I feel like I just remember little Andrea was very much like that. She was very much like, oh, I have to be everyone's person. I have to change myself to make everyone else feel comfortable. It's like, wait, but are they even worthy of my time? Yeah. Like, like, no offense to them, but it's like, some, like I can think of some people, they were, bless their hearts, but man, we had nothing in common. Yeah. Nothing in common, right? It's a give and take. Like, you, like we don't have to be accommodating to everyone. Yeah. People are meant to be in our life, they will come. Yeah. People are meant to be in your life will go right? Absolutely. And it will be okay. Every time it's going to be okay. It might not feel like it at the time. Yeah. With it, process it, recognize it for what it is. And it is okay. Yeah. I actually saw a post on, I think it was Instagram the other day, and it was talking about how we talk about like relationship breakups all the time, but we never talk about friendship breakups or like when friends like grow apart, but it's yeah. such a normal part of life as well. And that can be really hard too. And it's like, we need to be okay with talking about this and having tools to navigate that when we do grow apart from people. Cause often when we go on this journey of inner work and personal development and these kinds of things, we do tend to surround ourselves with different people. Yeah. And sometimes so, the ones I was going to say, like, you, like there's a few people like, Oh, you distance a little bit. Like, yeah, no hate, no animosity, but just yeah. like, cool we're slowly moving apart because we yeah. don't think anymore and that's okay yeah exactly and knowing that's okay because so often we look at like friendship quality by like how long we've known someone but it's like you can know someone for the longest time and actually not know them deeply like know their authentic self or connect really deep um, and then you might know someone for like a week and you might have just like gelled and meshed and like had really deep conversations and really gotten to know each other and it can, it's not about like having to hold on to people just because we've been friends our whole life or friends for however many years. It's mm. about trusting that like with any relationship, it ebbs and flows, they come and go. And that's okay. That's a part of life too. Yeah, it does. I was thinking about that. Like 
Friendship-wise, yeah, because that is the biggest one. It is friendship-wise, mm-hmm. right? Because I know for me, like, I, I haven't, like, officially broken up with friends, if you will. It tends to be, like, after, like, a casual drift yeah. or, like, a big blowout or something ridiculous, but it kind of had to happen anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, like that, yeah, that is something that needs to be discussed. And there are tools out there, like, like because I'm pretty sure we saw the same Instagram post because I thought about that one the other day too. It's like, Yeah, it must have been someone we both know shared it or something. But, yeah, I was like, this is such a good point. <laughs> like similar pages as well. But, like, it is, a, it is a very interesting point. And it's something like, oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to blow up my friend. And then we, like, we don't talk to each other anymore. It's like, yeah, that's like a friendship breakup, yeah. right? Because, like, it's not romantic. It's not a breakup, but it is. Yeah. right people don't want it in that kind of way but it does happen sometimes yeah. right it hurts. yeah that's her it, it hurts and a friendship especially yeah. and especially one that's been like around for so long yeah right? again Odd. if you're staying in a friendship or in a relationship because you've been with them for x amount of years mm-hmm. and only for that reason that's not enough yeah absolutely. not enough yeah because yeah. even what you were saying before like i i have a girlfriend of mine and we so I've got one set of girlfriends. We've been friends for like over 10 years. Yeah. And then I've got this other girlfriend of mine. We've been friends for like, I think four or something like that. Yeah. Woo! My relationship with her is so much stronger compared to my 10 year plus friends. Yeah. Right. There was that, there was just that deeper connection. Yeah. A deeper connection. Right. And you know it. People, yeah. I, oh, people, it takes practice. But once you start actually listening to your intuition, it's going to get you far. Yes. It's, it's going to get you far. So right. Far. Yeah. 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 To me, it's like your intuition is like your cousin's better, no, your ego's better cousin. Yeah. You will, right? You got the one that's like, really like, like, oh, I'm going to protect you all the time. Then your intuition is like, nah, you've got this. But yeah. you're okay. I'll be there supporting you. Like, that's what yeah. my intuition meant to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's like, we're going this way. <laughs> you don't need no certainty. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Trust oh, me. Intuition. We've got this together. You're fine, I promise. And if yeah. you're not, you're fine. <laughs> yeah so true yeah awesome I feel like we've covered some amazing topics here is there anything else you want to add on the movement piece what are some amazing empowering forms of movement like um the first thing that comes to my mind is things like dance like what are some forms of movement that if someone wants to feel more empowered that they can go do after listening to us speak or while listening to us speak if anyone wants to have a dance party right now (laughs) oh god I'm always up for a dance party I'm so like I am, I'm not, I'm not jealous, maybe a little bit envious for the person that created Zumba back in the day. Yes. I know, like, oh, if I was only older, I would have done Zumba myself. I'm such an advocate for dancing. Yeah. People get this idea that like, you have to be perfect to dance. It's like, but that's not the point of it. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's so wonderful. Like when you just close your eyes and you just like really listen to the music and it's like, okay, don't be in your head. Let it feel in your body. And you find that you just like move your arms and your shoulders and your hips and you move it in ways that you're not like, you don't give yourself permission to do. Yeah. So incredibly wholesome, right? And it comes in so many forms. Like, why wouldn't you do it? Right. I guarantee everyone has that one song that makes them at least like tap your foot. All right. (laughs) Bring it up to your knee, bring it up to your hips, bring it up to your chest and move it around. You know what I mean? Like dance is absolutely amazing. And I think, I think it's really underutilized. Yeah. thing is really underutilized because again, they're getting, they're getting the idea. A lot of people, especially the ones I speak to and the ones that see me dance, bless their hearts, bless their hearts. 
it kind of sucks though because I, I will go to a party and I'll dance like the true Latina that I am very much with my hips yes unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it's uh, made people very self-conscious mm. yes yeah. and I'm like now I have the conversation with like me me dance by you telling me that my dancing makes you uncomfortable one really sucks because I really love to dance so I can't let your I can't let your comment affect me mm-hmm. because then, like my happiness is gone yeah. so like so I just tell people straight up it's like my dancing is not meant to make you self-conscious my dancing is meant to make you feel welcomed yeah. right now and you know it's great because I don't mind looking stupid when I dance yeah I don't don't make sense but I think that's why people are drawn to it yeah right? and that's the difference yeah then it makes yeah. them move, and you move and it's just so yeah. wonderful and freeing yeah so I'm the biggest advocate for dancing right yeah. especially for beats like African music oh right. so good all right <laughs> again but I think as well with like movement it really depends on where you carry your energy and like what I touch on with uh, masculine and feminine yeah like I know when I'm when I'm in my feminine in my dharma if you will I do love to do yoga yeah yoga is my thing I love to like just like open my heart center stretch it out move it to the heavens kind of thing if you will I love when I'm like that yeah really in my masculine I love weight training yeah I love feeling strong because there was a point where I had really bad scoliosis and I was told that I couldn't like do anything because of it it was too late for me to get surgery so I was like oh like now you had to live with it and I was like, that's not fair. And then like once I started my uni study and everything like that, and I realized, oh, wait, weight training is good for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just really kicked into gear. And I just love feeling powerful when I do weight training. I love feeling like no one can mess with me when I do weight training. It's like, oh, what's she doing? It's like, she's lifting up, she's deadlifting a hundred kilos, mate, check this out. And then it just, I love shocking people. So yeah. it really depends where you carry your energy in that, that time of day or wherever you are in life. But you can never go wrong with dancing. Yeah. You can't. You can't go wrong with dancing. Yeah. Yeah, there's some brilliant ways. I love both dancing and yoga. And I also love what you said about the dancing too. And I think one of the reasons people are so drawn to you is because you're so in your body. And we often do get stuck in our head when we're dancing and we're like, does this look good? And like questioning. But the more we can just be in our body and not care what it looks like, the better we end up looking anyway, because we're just flowing. We're just like moving with the music. The music is moving us. Yeah. And Uh, that's the thing with music, right? Music and dancing. Like this, this is your opportunity to not be in your head. Yeah. Right. Why are you going to bring that into this creative space right now? Like this is your chance to literally just be your yeah like someone's been able to like produce this amazing music and like now is your like permission to give yourself where like oh I'm just gonna move my arms and flail about everyone get out of the way because I don't want to hit you in the face Move, just move so gorgeous and you get rid of that like stagnant energy that's like you carry throughout the day like now it's out of my body now it's out of my body it's great yeah it's a brilliant way to shift emotion as well like energy emotion any of those things like really yeah such a great practice it is right and it's simple it. you can do it anywhere I do it yeah. all the time I mean my shoulders a lot in the car yeah right? I love that I was on before and I'm like fist pumping and everything yeah. and then the was like fist pumping too it's like yeah you know like yeah. you know <laughs> that's awesome you probably made his day as well <laughs> I would hope so right because like that's what I noticed as well it's not even the way that like some like how someone is dancing or how someone is doing something it's just the confidence that they carry with it because they don't care 
Yeah. Like, you know, when someone's in there, like, you know, when someone's acting from their head and someone's acting from their heart yeah. and dance, like, that's what you need to do. You do, need to do it from your heart and we all have it. Definitely. We can't put it from our heart. It's just about like getting some practice with it. Cause again, yeah. we can to always be in our head and to be so analytical. Yeah. It's like, if you wanted to do like movement, I always recommend dancing to be your first area point. Yeah. Right. Legit. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) What's your favorite song to dance to at the moment? Give us a good Afro Afro beats one. I want to listen to one actually. Oh, I love, because like I said, like before, I don't find myself sexy, but I move sexy. I move very sensual. And it's a woman, her name is Tamara and it's called Wickedest. I will send it to you later. It's very you, you have to move your hips with it. You oh, have to love it. Oh, it's, it's my favorite to dance to at the moment. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I'll put it in the show notes for anyone else who's listening and wants to dance along too. Uh, I got some good ones. I got some yeah. good ones. If you really need music, I promise you, right? I got, I've got a whole yeah. range. Like Amazing. It's like not simple. It is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Love it. It's good to have everywhere because depending on what you feel in one day, like some days you might want something more sensual, moving your hips. Other days you might want to jump around. Other days you might want something real slow. Like exactly. Yeah. That's why there's so many choices in music. You don't have to yeah. be just stuck to the one yeah. you in your mind. It's yeah. okay. You don't have to be like this one version of yourself because we're all multifaceted. Yeah. We've got all things going on. Yeah. It, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. you find a lot of people that are the same, and you're not alone in that. Yeah. It's wonderful to start sharing. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing, awesome. Well, I feel like that's a beautiful place to leave it with the empowerment through movement and the dance that we can now go and do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of this incredible knowledge and wisdom today. It's been such a fun conversation. So many like potent tools in here from the journaling, the inner child work, the masculine and feminine that you were speaking about, the movement, the mindset, like we've covered some awesome things here. So I hope that everyone listening has got lots of value and I really appreciate your time here today as well. Before we do wrap up, I have a couple of rapid fire questions. One is a book question because I am an absolute bookworm. Um, So if you could recommend one book for every listener to read, what would it be and why? Oh, you've got one there. This one is one of my absolute favorites. It's called Happy Never After by Jill Stark. Yeah. This, this one's absolutely wonderful because it comes to the point where it's like, you know, when you think like you, you've got your life sorted, you've got your partner, your family's good, you've got your house, but you still don't feel complete. Yeah. And that's what this book gets into. I highly recommend it. It's so wonderfully written. I, re- I really respect Jill Stark. She's amazing. Awesome. That's what Yes. Happy never after. That sounds cool. Thank you. Great suggestion. <laughs> Amazing. And the other question for you is where can the listeners find you, learn from you, follow your journey and just like be amongst your amazingness? So my biggest platform, and it's been like this for the longest time, it is actually on Instagram. Yep. It is Andrea V dot underscore empowerment. There you will see the flow between like how I was back in the day and you'll see how I transitioned in life. Right there, you'll see little, like you'll see a little bit of my world. I like to show a little bit of like what you'll see a lot of my cat because I love my cat. She's the best thing in the world. My boyfriend's amazing too. You'll see my family and you'll see me spreading a little bit of wisdom that I've recognized in life. Beautiful. There's like helpful tips. There's quotes. I try to put some comedy into there because I think I'm funny, but you know, to each their own. But yeah, that's mainly my platform. It's Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, I've like been away from for a few years, but I got to get it back. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'll pop links for both of those in the show notes as well. Um, and if anyone would love to work with you, what are some of the services that you provide? Do you do the personal training? Yes, I do personal. So the main two that I have on offer at the moment is um, my personal training that can be online or in person if you're living in Melbourne. Yep. And I also do offer one-on-one coaching, yep. again, Zoom, like uh, online, but I, I like, if it's in real life, I like to call it like coffee and chat because it makes it more, it's not like a conversation between a client and a coach, it's a conversation between peers. So that's how I operate my, um, my coaching sessions. Beautiful. I'm on the way to launching a new program, but I'm revamping it at the moment, but it should be ready by October. Beautiful. So yeah, that's I'm looking for five women at the moment to go on this amazing journey between coaching and movement, right? And in that, please contact me. Or if not, you're going to see it on my socials anyway. I'm very yeah. excited about it. <laughs> it's going to be a very like transformational eight weeks. Beautiful. If we do the work together, we stay honest, it's going to be a really good time and incredibly beneficial. I'm excited for it. So yeah, yeah. I can see your passion literally shining through you. It's yeah. I'm excited excited for it. Right. Once I get these five women and like locked in stone, we're like, we're going to make magic. I'm so happy for all of us. It's going to be wonderful. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. Thank you so much again for being here. Like I said, I'll pop all the links that have been relevant. We've been spoken about throughout this episode in the show notes for anyone to find and yeah, really appreciate your time. It's been such a pleasure and look forward to chatting more in the future. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm beyond thrilled. I'm beyond grateful that you've allowed me this opportunity to be on your amazing podcast. I feel so special. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> you're absolutely gold. Keep doing what you do, Shana. I'm so happy for you. You're amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. You've added some amazing sunshine to this episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I'd absolutely love for you to leave me a review and let me know what you think. I'm always open to feedback and if you have any dream guests or topic requests, please feel free to send me a direct message or an email. If you know anyone else that this episode could benefit, I'd be so grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we can help even more people live a nourished life. Your support means so much to me and I appreciate you being here.